I want you to imagine that it's the middle of winter. 6.30 a.m. on a Tuesday, to be exact. The sun's not quite out yet, and it's freezing cold. You get into your car, and its heater's broken. You know your hands will be practically frostbitten by the time you get to work, but there's nothing you can do about it. Fixing the heater requires taking everything apart, removing the dashboard just to replace a tiny piece. It costs $1,500. You don't have that kind of money. And if you did, you wouldn't have the time for the mechanics. Every single morning for the next two months, you will have to go through this struggle. But what if I told you there was a way you could make all that money like it was nothing and have enough left over to buy multiple yachts? Well, my name's Ari Kagan, and on this episode of Things You Don't Need to Know, we're talking about multi-level marketing. All right, so admittedly, that sounds a little too good to be true. But don't take it from me. Take it from an esteemed businessman. Hello, I'm Donald Trump. Americans need a new plan. They need a new dream. No, this is not a presidential campaign. The Trump network is positioned to help millions of people overcome the recession and achieve the success they've always dreamed of. I hope you're going to join us. It's a 2009 clip promoting his multi-level marketing business. It's going to be fun and hopefully very profitable. So you're probably asking yourself, what is a multi-level marketing business? And how can I make money? And the answer is rather vague. You see, last week when my car's heater broke down, I was looking for ways to make a little extra money. One of those ways was joining a multi-level marketing company. I was gonna become a sort of door-to-door salesman peddling health products. And I know, why would anyone buy it from me when you could just buy it from the store, which has a much bigger selection, or get it online at a far better price? And that's because no other soap moisturizes quite like this one. In order to take part in this great business opportunity that was gonna make me rich, I had to buy into this company. I had to send them $300 or so for some learning materials and, of course, tester product that I could show all my friends. And this is really cool because it would allow me to get all my friends making money as well. See, I would recruit them and then they would go and recruit other people. And before you know it, our entire town is just rolling in cash. And we have enough soap to last us a lifetime. I don't know about you, but I was super excited to buy that new yacht and Lamborghini and all those other cool things I was gonna buy with my millions of dollars. In fact, I was so excited that I called my friend Zach to tell him about it. What's up? I'm thinking about joining this business, right? Well, I'm about to join this business. And it's super cool because we go door to door and we sell soap and we all make a ton of money and then you and then I recruit you and then you recruit like other people and those other people make money. Oh, so like a pyramid scheme. No, no, pyramid schemes are illegal. This journey is going to be a fantastic one and you're going to have a lot of fun. So I did some more research, and while Zach was wrong, it's a multi-level marketing company where people on the top tier recruit people on the next tier who then make them money after they recruit people on the tier below, which is why their business model looks a lot like an isosceles triangle. So before I joined, I thought it might be smart to speak with an expert. My name's Jane Marie. I have a podcasting company in Los Angeles called Little Everywhere. And our flagship show, um, which I host, is called The Dream. And the first season, we looked at multi-level marketing or, you know, like, quote-unquote, legal pyramid schemes. So what is a multi-level marketing company? I can't say that it's a pyramid scheme. So I didn't 
I didn't just say that. It's a business model where product is purported to be sold. Most of the time it's a product, sometimes it's a service, but a big part of the revenue stream comes from recruiting people to sell under you as a seller on teams. Um, you as a quote unquote like private business, like individual business owner now because you've signed up to run this little company. Now all you have to do is recruit your own sales force. A lot of the revenue from MLMs just comes from like sign-up fees or um, when you recruit someone, you encourage them to like get a bunch of product on hand and they don't get it for free. They have to buy it. That's Those are the hallmarks of an MLM. Basically, you're a wholesaler. You get items on discount and you get a commission every time you get someone else to become a wholesaler. And hoping that those people recruit other people who recruit other people. The only problem is that you pay way too much for these products and they're products that are available at Target for much cheaper, I might add. There's also a version where they sell a service, the most common of which lately is a Forex trading group where they teach you things about currency trading that you won't find anywhere else, charge an exorbitant fee, and give you a commission for each new person you bring to the group. In both cases, they do supply you with something, be it through overpriced tangible goods or information which is available for free on the internet. Does anyone who joins an MLM make money? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, so the people at the top started the company. The second level is typically friends and family of the person who started the company. Um, and then the next level below them are friends and family of those folks. And then you get down to like level four and you might run into a stranger here and there. I mean, the very top, they make millions of dollars. That's it. I'm not going to join an MLM. I'm going to start one. I won't even need to fix my car's heater. I'll buy a new car. Oh, forget about cars. I can get a plane. But enough talk. I'm about action. And I've got a multi-level marketing company to run. The first step was coming up with a name because... Again, the products don't matter. I decided to go with the name Apate after the Greek god of deceit. My product would be Fidi Oil, an herb-infused tincture which has been known to ward off disease. The name Fidi is the Greek word for snake. I would consider this little experiment a success if I can convince my friends to become snake oil salesmen. What's up? Hey, how you doing? How's the family? Good, man. How are your kids? Kids? Great, listen, anyway, I got a little business opportunity for you. All right, what's a lucrative business? Uh, so I'm starting to sell this thing, Fidi Oil. I'm wondering if you want to get in on it. What is it called? Uh, a pate. A pate. Don't look it up. It's not online. Basically, it sells oils. What does it do? Well, you know what it does? Uh, it's it has very um, medicinal properties, and it would cost a thousand five hundred dollars for you to join and get all the stuff to uh, to start, and then you'd be able to essentially just sell it to. Whoever, it's a it's a great no. product. Yeah, and I have like so many vulnerable friends who are interested. Right, in... right. What do you think? Let me try to muster up an answer for that. Um, what episode is this for? Multi-level marketing. Fuck hmm. you. <laughs> All right, so I couldn't convince any of my friends to join. If you're wondering why I have three friends, it's because I do stuff like this every week. What's the difference between an MLM and a pyramid scheme? The um... I don't see one. I see the, the difference between an, an MLM 
and a pyramid scheme is that MLMs claim to be legal and legitimate. In other words, they're basically the same thing. I don't want to throw too many more schemes into the mix because it's kind of hard to understand them as it is, but there's also the Ponzi scheme. People often confuse pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes, and that's because one man invented them both. His name was Charles Ponzi, and in 1919, he ran a scam which promised people a 50% return on investment in 90 days. You pay him $100, he invests it in highly lucrative, or as I like to call it, non-existent ways, and 90 days later, you get $150. This is called a Ponzi scheme, and its operator makes money by skimming off the top. The scheme falls apart when those running it can no longer find new investors to pay back the older ones, and the people who joined last lose their investment. The scheme is particularly effective if you can get your victim, I mean investors, to think the longer you keep their money, the more they'll make. NASDAQ chairman Bernie Madoff nearly completed a perfect Ponzi scheme by convincing his investors he was a stock market whiz. And he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling mortgage writers. A pyramid scheme is very similar. The people who started it collect an investment from the next level down, and those people go and find more people who collect a portion of the investment from those below them, and so on and so on. A pyramid scheme is better because there are infinite people to add to the scam. Just kidding. It also falls apart when there aren't any new members to keep the money flowing. For example, if each new person gets five people to join and those five people get five more people, by level 15, 150 billion people have joined, which is 50 billion more than the total number of people who have ever lived. So as you can see, this unique and innovative business model is not at all sustainable. That same business model also happens to be the same one used by MLMs. How do these large multi-level marketing companies such as Herbalife, Amway, Mary Kay, how do they stay in business? The way that they've stuck around and grown is by planting folks in our government. They've always had executives on, you know, the Republican National Committee. They run the Chamber of Commerce. Up until January 2021, Betsy DeVos, daughter-in-law of Amway co-founder Dick DeVos, was the Department of Education head. Were anyone to come along and try to shut them down, they've got someone right they're in the room that works for the company and also is supposedly like a politician or a lobbyist or something. So Donald Trump isn't the only president who supported MLMs. Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, and both of the Bushes have all helped to promote them. And this is partly because MLMs are one of the largest political donors. They helped Reagan get elected, they helped the Bushes get elected. Amway even once paid $700,000 to Bill Clinton for a speech in Japan. Another reason MLMs and politicians work so well together is that Unlike normal companies, they don't ask for things like tax breaks, trade agreements, and are sometimes anti-union. MLMs only need one thing, and that's not to be convicted of fraud. So it's maintaining those political connections, those networks, and using those connections um, as part of their PR campaign as well. Lots of presidents and heads of state get duped into uh, giving a speech, you know, at an Amway convention or uh, endorsing them because they're all pals. I mean, you know how politics works, right? And in the case your political homies can't pull the strings for you, rebrand. Your soap business hits market saturation? No problem. Sell energy drinks. Everybody found out that your energy drinks are shit? Don't worry about it. Sell vitamin supplements. People realize your vitamin supplements don't work? Easy. Sell a network marketing course. Again, the products don't matter, right? 
MLMs have a solution to all their problems. If people start catching on, pivot. Speaking of pivoting, today's episode is brought to you by whoever sponsors this show. Hopefully Herbalife. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. You're probably wondering if pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing companies are so similar, then why are they allowed to exist? How do they get around the rules? Isn't there some type of government organization, you know, penalizing them? People, people should be getting smart to them and not doing it anymore. Well, there are a combination of reasons. One, they put out propaganda. Um, I call it propaganda. <laughs> they they claim to release their numbers, you know? They say, oh, well, we're being completely transparent here. We'll show you exactly um, how much money you can actually make. And they put out these things called um, income disclosure statements. And they're pretty honest, but they play a bunch of psychological tricks. If you read one, which you should for the show. Okay, so I have the Rodin and Fields income disclosure statement in front of me. It's a single page. For reference, that same year, the Walt Disney Company released a 142 page annual report, and they're run by a mouse. God, I love Microsoft Office, huh? Anyway, this is what it says. Rodan Plus Fields is dedicated to giving people the best skincare of their lives through dermatology-inspired skincare. Our constituents are independent contractors who have developed business management skills, cultivated relationships within the R Plus F community, and challenged themselves to become comfortable in front of audiences. Consistent with the R Plus F's passion to help people create life-changing opportunities, we give back through a Prescription for Change Foundation, which provides youths with life-changing empowerment opportunities. In other words, recruitment when they turn 18. As you can probably hear, it says a whole lot of nothing. And then at the bottom, there is a total income payments tier chart, which basically said that 0.00 of their constituents make a million dollars a year, and 61.1% make an average of $306 a year. So that's great, right? Everybody's making money. Wrong. This is a chart of paid constituents. Let me say that again. This chart does not count everyone who lost money, which according to some research is roughly 75%. That's right, 75% of people, and I suspect it to be a little more than that, lose money on pyramid schemes. I mean, multi-level marketing companies. It also means that less than 10% of people make more than $300 a year, which being from New York is hardly enough for a stick of gum. They also discourage data collection. So were the FTC to come around and try to shut somebody down, they're not having their sales force keep really good books. If an investigation were to take place, like the evidence isn't always there, it's rarely there. There's no talk of like good accounting. A huge part of MLMs is that they push community and bringing everyone together around their products. So they'll tell you, for example, to throw a makeup party where you and all your friends do each other's makeup and hopefully get them to sign up. Yeah, all of those expenses are not counted in their annual reports. 
again, if there was an investigation, it would be amongst thousands of people. And the FTC isn't that well-funded. Um, so it's just a really hard, hard case to prove in most in most cases. And this is largely due to landmark rulings in the past. In the 70s, there was a real push. There weren't as many of them at the time, so it was a problem that seemed, you, you know, like you could maybe tackle it. And lots of companies were shut down then. Amway wiggled their way out of getting shut down, and that kind of caused the government to be like, well, you know, like, we didn't win that one, so let's focus our efforts elsewhere. It's a constant game of cat and mouse with the law. One particularly popular example is their return policies. They claim that if you have a return policy, you can't be a pyramid scheme because everyone who bought into your product can return it. The only problem is these return policies can have as many contingencies as they want. Things such as discounted, seasonal, and limited edition products can't be returned, which when your entire product line is based on those things, it effectively means there are no returns. And when weird loopholes like this don't work out, their government plants tell everyone to look elsewhere. So if the government isn't gonna stop them, we're gonna have to do it ourselves. What's a good way to identify that something might be an MLM? So the recruitment is the big red flag, right? Recruitment's the big red flag. The other thing is the, um, you must spend money to have the opportunity to make money. That is huge, like that you have to spend that 275 monthly membership if you wanna make the commissions off the people that you're recruiting. Of course, everyone feels like they're good at that. You know, like if you're gonna sign up for one of these, you're like, I can recruit tons of people, but it's actually really hard. <laughs> and so maybe you recruit one or two people a month and you're spending 275, they're each spending 275. You get a little cut of that, but you're not making your money back yet. You would have to like recruit dozens of people a month. And that's really hard. If you actually think about how you would spend your days doing that, um, it's just difficult. And to keep them enrolled so that it's not just a one-time, you know, commission, but that you get their commission month over month and they don't quit two months in because they realize they can't do it. So um, the, the requirement that you spend a bunch of money to make a little bit of money is a red flag. The anytime there's recruitment, red flag. Anytime the product makes really wild claims where they're like, this is a vitamin that GNC is scared to carry because it's so good and big pharma, you know, is running everything and they don't want you to know that this is a cure for cancer. To add insult to injury, MLMs will often target uneducated, lower income, and immigrants, which according to my producers is not a proper sentence, but you know what I mean. These are people who want to be part of the American dream, but don't have the opportunities offered to other members of society. I just want to tell people, even though we've been kind of talking a little disparagingly about the industry as a whole and, and about individual behaviors, like, I just want to tell people it's not their fault if they're involved in something like this or if they ever were. As an individual, it's very easy to um, get sucked in because, I mean, they, they, they're huge forces um, coming at you. So I just want to say, like, if this is the world you're in, I understand that you're probably in denial if you're still working for one of these companies and someday you'll come around. Or if you've done it in the past, like there's nothing wrong with you. It's everybody. Anyone could be targeted um, and anyone could fall for this. That's what con men rely on, right? Is that is that pretty much anyone can be conned? Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, I guess that's my parting thought. MLMs are a serious problem. They're prevalent in almost all communities, and we need to work together to eradicate them. Call up your representatives, learn to understand a con when you hear it, and most importantly, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So with all that being said, God damn it, I still didn't get my car fixed. Things You Don't Need to Know is a hyperobject and three uncanny four production. The show is hosted and written by me and produced by Harry Nelson and Ari Kagan. Additional help from Shane McKean and Nuna Sharafadine. Our executive producers are Adam McKay and Laura Mayer. The show is mixed by Nice Manners, who, as their name suggests, are actually quite nice people, as well as mixing all of our episodes very quickly. If you like things you don't need to know, mosey on down to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. I was new. I'm trying that out. Lastly, if you leave a review, I will give you the incredible opportunity of joining my brand new business, where you'll not only learn to survive, but to thrive. All right, I don't have room for 10,000 bottles of snake oil. Anyway, thanks for listening.